what we hear a lot is um, parents don't want to burden their children. So you were afraid to ask the questions because you didn't want to seem like you wanted their money. They didn't probably want to share it with you because they didn't want to burden you or have you think about what happens if they're not here anymore. So I I think you're definitely going to run into some people (laughs) that are just not going to share the information. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think most people with the ask, it's going to happen. They're going to share it. And it's so important, like those end of life decisions, like you, it's always surprising how many um, people don't even realize how important it is to have the conversation. You know, what happens if mom's in an end of life situation? Does she want to be on life support? Now, if they have the documents in place, the document's going to say what they do or don't want. But um, I always remember one time years ago, we had a daughter call the office. Her mom was in an end-of-life situation at the hospital. And for whatever reason, I ran over the power of attorney to the hospital. And she opened it and read it. And it was her mom wanted her to pull the plug. Well, she, it was so heartbreaking because she didn't, she had no idea it's what mom wanted. So here mom was in a situation where it was end of life and the doctors now were going to pull the plug and the daughters had no idea. Now, um, not pulling the plug or not having a document wasn't going to be helpful. Nothing was going to change the outcome, but her mom had never had that conversation. So she was in a really, really difficult position and it was just even more difficult then because she was like, she, it was just right there in front of her. So I think having the conversation is always real important. And same thing with funerals. Like, what do you want after you pass away? Nobody wants to talk about funerals. Do they want cremated? Do you want a traditional service? What funeral home do you want to go with? But a lot of what we do every day is have that conversation. We actually encourage people to set it up before they get sick, or if we're dealing with a situation where someone needs care, it's something we all need. We're all going to need to have funeral arrangements set up. It's a reality. So what we find is that if we can set it up ourselves, and tell our loved ones it's set up in this funeral home. That's it. That's the extent of the conversation. It's a little bit of peace of mind to know when um, you're, that person passes away, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call us and we'll say, here's where everything's at. Call them or call that funeral home directly. And it's taken care of. Um, again, it's none of this is fun stuff to talk about, but I always think about what we can do to ease the burden on our loved ones. And um, I've yet to meet a client that actually wanted to make things more difficult for their children. Um, Not everybody loves their children the same, but (laughs) I've not met anybody who wants to make it more difficult on their children or beneficiaries or spouse or whoever it might be. So it's just little things, but hard conversations, very hard conversations to have. Can I say something too? And sometimes it's um, difficult to get the conversation started. And so sometimes you can mention to the neighbor, hey, you know, the neighbor just, um, they went into a skilled building or in a nursing home. Did you ever think about that? If that came up to you, mom, like if you had a choice, what would you want? Mm -hmm. Or did you ever like someone's like what the lady from church, she died over the weekend. And, you know, I know they're struggling with the funeral arrangements. They're, right. The family's talking, they're, they're not agreeing about this. Hey, mom, dad, what's your thoughts on this? If this would be you, what would you want to have done? 
so using real life situations and bringing it back to them sometimes is a good way to get the conversation started because one it shows up that it's real life that it can happen and right. two it's a way to start that conversation without just sitting around the table and say, oh by the way when you die where <laughs> do you want to go that's a little too blunt well and that's a great point holly and I'll be honest, um, a lot of our, so clients get to us in a few different ways at our office, but we, we see trends. Um, one is people need care now. So they know we do elder law, they come to come to our office. A lot of our younger clients, like you all here come to us because, um, they've heard of a bad experience of somebody they know or love, or they've dealt with it firsthand. So mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma lost everything. Next door neighbor lost everything to nursing home care. We don't want that to happen to us. We heard how terrible that was. So I think that's right, Holly. Really um, the experiences and the reality of how this all works. And, you know, we have a whole other crisis happening right now too. And we've all spent a lot of time and talking about this is with, with COVID. Like, you know, there's... Um, the nursing homes are on lockdown. We have spouses and children that haven't seen their parents or, or loved ones in months. There's no end in sight for that. We have people passing away from COVID. I actually, just this week, had five clients I learned of, and it's what, Wednesday? Of our clients that we're actively working with have COVID. Now, thankfully, they've tested positive, but they're all healthy, and we hope it stays that way. But it is just such a um, scary, scary time that we're all living in. So it really affects um, the people in the facilities and also the family members. And I know we see a lot of um, depression and anxiety and people worrying about things on top of what they would worry about a year ago before we even were worried about COVID coming. So it's, it's a lot to think about, a lot to consider. We've also been dealing a lot with... Um, not being able to secure a bed in a nursing home. So as I mentioned, this is about to be our busiest time of year normally. And what happens is between Thanksgiving and Christmas on a normal year, Kristen, I'm, you get started on our work because I'm going to place my mom in a nursing home after the new year. And I'm in a good year. I'm saying, no, don't wait because everybody places their loved ones in a nursing home after the new year. They're, it, it's busy. Don't wait until like, cause these people are already in crisis mode. So they're waiting to the last possible minute. They're holding on to whatever they can. And then what's going to happen again on a good year is they're going to have to wait till March or April or May to get a bed in a nursing home. This year, like I have people been waiting since before COVID to get into a nursing home. And I don't know when it's going to end. So it's really important, even more important right now to have a plan in place and be communicating that with our loved ones. Um, because it's, it's just a scary time we're living in right now. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's not, it's not ideal. That's for sure. 